The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. In the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea and Herod was tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip, tetrarch of the region of Eturea and Traconatus, and Lysanias was tetrarch of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the desert. John went throughout the whole region of the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one crying out in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be made low. The winding roads shall be made straight and the rough ways made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning. Happy second Sunday of Advent. Good job on the Alleluia verse this morning. I was like, whoa, there's like voices. So keep that up. And uh, that is just a real joy to be with you. So today, um, the church kind of directs our attention towards John the Baptist. and, And John the Baptist is probably one of the characters of Scripture that um, that I've grown to identify more and more with or, or that I've just grown to appreciate more and more um, because of the role that he plays in preparing people's hearts to receive our Lord when he comes. And, and, and he's really not anybody that I, I think we in our, in our Western world today think about enough. You know, as a kid, I just learned like John the Baptist was this crazy person who wore hair shirts and ate locusts, and uh, and that was kind of it. And and then when I was when I was studying in Rome, one of the things I noticed was that in lots of these little Italian towns, there would be a huge statue of John the Baptist looking over the town, and and that all these kind of small area churches like they had this devotion to John the Baptist and and in Rome there's such a devotion to John the Baptist that you can find the relic of his head that was cut off by Herod in about three different churches right so so this is kind of how Italians are like they... <laughs> but but there is there is this great devotion and and because he is somebody I, that, that kind of in a pagan world we need because his job was to proclaim the truth and to call people to repentance. And, and so yesterday we had mass at 7.30 in the morning and then a holy hour afterwards. And, and I preached on Isaiah chapter 40 where Isaiah writes these words that are quoted by Luke. And, and in Isaiah's prophecy, it says... A voice of one crying out, comma, 
In the desert, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his paths. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill made low, etc., etc., etc. And and Isaiah's writing at a time where the Jewish people are in exile in Babylon and, and they're separated by this desert from the temple. And, and what he's saying is that, that there will be a highway for our God, that, that the distance between you and the Lord will be made easier to travel. Right? It'll be made easy to travel because mountains and valleys and rough terrain, all of that, all of that stuff just gets in the way. Right? It just gets in the way. You know, like sometimes when traveling is difficult, we're just like, ah, oh, it's not even worth it. You know, I'm not even going to, I'm not even, it's not even worth it. And so the Lord desires to make that way smooth. And then when John the Baptist comes, that this sort of comma moves, right? So now it's the voice of one crying out in the desert, comma, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths, that that John is the voice. And when he says to prepare the way of the Lord, he's specifically talking about preparing the way in our hearts because our hearts also can have these mountains and valleys and rough terrain and garbage that fill our hearts and gets in the way of encountering this person, Jesus, who wants to come into our lives. And those, those obstacles in our hearts, they can take different forms. You know, sometimes they're, they're sins that we're attached to, and, and sometimes it can be anxieties about worldly things. It can be unforgiveness or resentments that we're holding on to. They can be fears of, of losing everything or, or fears of change that's going on in our world. All of those things they become the mountains and valleys and rough terrain that get in the way of our Lord. And so this Advent season is really about clearing all that stuff out and and making a highway for our God into our hearts. Making a highway for our God into our hearts. Because when we clear things out, there's just more space to discover something new and to discover something good and to discover something beautiful. And, um, and I wrote about this in the bulletin, and, and I'm going to tell this story. I hope it doesn't embarrass anybody. But um, so, so, you know, last week, um, last couple of weeks, I realized that there's too many kids in our CCD, and, which is a good thing, right? And like on Wednesday, I had to move the high school into the hall because we got three new high schoolers, and we can't all fit in my rectory anymore. And, and so I was, then I was standing in the hall after a CCD got out, and there's like a million little kids running around. I'm like, what is, where, where did all these kids come from? It's amazing. And, uh, but that means I have to open up another classroom downstairs, and, and one of the classrooms is full of storage stuff. And, um, and, and so since I got here, I kind of walked by, and I look in that room, and I'm like, man, there's a lot of stuff in that room. And, and it kind of gives me anxiety, and I don't even want to deal with it, right? Because like, it's just like a mess. And, um, and sometimes I have things like that in my life, and, and I get overwhelmed with just like, oh, it's just too much stuff. And so, so we decided, like, we're going to just get for a short period of time, however long, we're just going to get a storage unit and get all the stuff out of there so we can move the classroom in there. And, uh, and I mentioned this after mass to some people, and, and, um, and then they were poking around my garage, and then, and then one of them yells across, you know, the yard, hey, Father, can we clean your garage? 
And I was like, yes, no, we're serious. No, I'm serious. Go ahead. And so on Monday, it was just, it was like an incredible blessing. Like three couples come by and, and all the ladies are in the hall, like really like doing all this stuff that I hate doing, organizing things and inventorying things and setting things up. And, and then, and then their husbands are in the garage, like totally like rebuilding, like shelving. And, and I walk into my garage now and I'm like, wow, I, I, like you can see everything. <laughs> I could park two cars in there. And, and like I discovered I had things that I didn't know I had and that meant like throwing out some junk and, and it's sometimes, sometimes it's good to have other eyes on things, right? Because other eyes come in and they're like, why do you have this? I'm like, I don't know. Because 20 years where the priest never wanted to throw, I, I don't know. <laughs> and so we ended up throwing some things out and, and, and making space. And, uh, and all of that is really what our Lord desires to do with our hearts, right? It's what our Lord desires to do with our hearts. Because sometimes we carry around like 20 years worth of junk in our hearts. And, and Advent is a time of, of preparing a place for him, which means maybe going through our heart, taking an inventory, keeping what is good, throwing out what we don't need in order to make space for our Lord. And that's what happens every time we go to confession. When we go to confession, really what we're doing is we're clearing out all the junk, all the fears, all the anxieties, all the worries, all the sin that we're attached to, the things that take the place of God in our life. I just want to get rid of that. So I make room for our Lord to come and dwell here. And sometimes when we look at our hearts, we can feel exactly like I feel when I look at like my garage when I moved in, right? Like, like oh, this is a lot. That's going to be a lot of work. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm just going to like, I'm just going to, can I just like put it up? Let's put a lid on it. And if it seems like, like a lot of work, that's why we have the help of the sacraments. And, and that's why like going to confession, it helps to put other eyes on things. And it might be intimidating, like some people maybe going to confession is like, oh, like, like maybe we had a bad experience in confession before. And, and I remember going to confession for the first time in my life, and, and I was, I think I was in third grade maybe. And, um, and I, I grew up in a, in a smaller town in Michigan, and, and there were other towns and other churches. And, and basically I made all my sacraments in a different parish, but we never moved. And so we would just kind of float around different parishes. And the parish I made my first communion at, it was in the 80s, and it was this time where maybe it was in Vogue or something that we made our first communion without going to confession. And so I hadn't been to confession. And, um, and then we changed parishes, and now I'm going to go to confession. And, and I wasn't that well prepared. And so, so there was an act of contrition. But when I learned it at the previous place, they said, well, you can do any kind of acting. You can make up your own act of contrition. Like, you basically just got to say you're sorry. And, and they taught us to do the confitier, um, which is what we do at the beginning of Mass. I confess to Almighty God and to my brothers and sisters as our act of contrition. And so I go to make my first confession, and I'm sitting there. I don't know the format, and the priest is just kind of this curmudgeonly old guy. And... and uh, and I kind of got done, and he said, okay, make an act of contrition. I said, I confess to Almighty God, that's not the act of contrition. Uh, and I'm just looking at him like frozen, you know? And, um, and I think he might have helped me through I think he helped me through it. Um, 
And, uh, and, and so I think I left kind of just resolved, like, okay, I need to, like, learn that prayer. And, and, um, and that priest, actually, I, he had a strong impact on my life and frequency of confession. But, um, but, it, but if, that, if it feels like that for you and you might feel like, oh, it's just been a long time or I don't really know, just, like, just this is the format. Father, it's been a long time. I need help. That's the format. Right? That's the format. You just walk in and you say, Father, it's been a long time. I need help. Right? And I'll, and I'll help you through it. Right? I'll help you through it. I'm not good at cleaning out garages. I'm good at cleaning out hearts. And, um, and then we'll just do that. Right? We'll just do that. Be- because that's what our Lord desires. Our Lord just desires to create space. Right? He desires to create space. And when we're willing to do that, right, when we're willing to do that, we, we also discover that there are some treasures there. And we create that highway for our God so that, that our Lord truly dwells in our hearts. And so, so during this Advent season, you know, from my part, I've, I've just tried to build more time into the schedule. So there's confessions every day before daily Mass on Saturdays. Um, I'm offering Mass at 7.30. I, I don't think that made the bulletin edits, but there will be Mass at 7.30 this Saturday, followed by a morning of recollection, which is more of like a three-hour kind of mini-retreat. And, and I'm going to give three different talks, but also I'll just be sitting in the confessional for anybody who wants to go to confession or anybody who just wants to talk or, or maybe needs prayer. And, uh, and you, you don't have to sit in the pews the whole time. You can get up and wander, go for a walk, whatever you need to do. But, but just to try to create some space because if we don't slow down, we miss out on what our Lord desires to do in our hearts, to do in our lives. And we really want to prepare our hearts well so that that when we have this celebration of Christmas, that it really might be a new beginning, a time when when our Lord enters into our own lives in a new way, just as he entered into the world in a new way over 2,000 years ago. And everything that we that we pray through and everything that we read during the liturgical year, it happens in our own life. It's, it's really concrete the way it happens in our own life. You know, in the gospel reading, it says, in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor and Herod was tetrarch and his brother Philip was tetrarch and Lysanias was tetrarch, during the high priest of Annas, and, like, this was a very specific time and place when John was in the desert proclaiming And it was the beginning of something new, you know? And in our own lives, like, we might have a story, you know? Like, like in the second year of the coronavirus, when Father Kokali was pastor, and it felt like the world was falling apart in the year, first year of Biden's reign, I decided to go back to confession. And it changed my world. Like, that would be an amazing thing, right? That would be an amazing thing. And, and so, so our Lord desires to do something new in, in a very specific place, in a very specific time. And another very simple Advent prayer is just like, Jesus, what do you want to do? What do you want to do this new for me during this Advent season?
And so today, let us pray that that we truly be prepared to receive our Lord when he comes. That we be zealous about cleaning out that space in our heart by any means necessary. So that we can receive him with great joy when we celebrate his coming at Christmas.